Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off, 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 off the Record. That's right, we're back again. Myself, Jamie Hartley. We've got Lawrence James. All right, gang. James Holland. How do we do? The usual gang. Danny is not in today. He's, he's having his not... tooth removed, yeah. I think. He's meant to be having his wisdom tooth removed, so anyone that's listening that's had that before knows the situation he's in right now. That um, means he can't give advice when he comes back to work. <laughs> he's not very wise anymore with a wisdom tooth. <laughs> all right. That was a proper dad joke, though, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all day. I said nothing. <laughs> Right, so today's episode is, well, mainly about live streaming. Um, we've got a really interesting guest that we interviewed, both myself and Lawrence James, uh, a few weeks ago. It's Nico Perez from Mixcloud. But yeah. before we get into the chat with him at Mixcloud, let's just run a few, a few things that have been going on in the studio and things exciting things that have been happening. Yeah. Um, it's Black Friday. What, what? Boop, 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 boop. Do, oh, do you have a reverb now? Oh, man. We, um, we don't have a horn, no. Guys, it is 50% off all DJ courses. The event is now live until Monday the 30th. And it's the only time of the year that you can grab a course for 50% off. So if you're new, if you're old, you want to learn some new skills, you want to learn to tone play or scratch, if you're on Serato, on Rekordbox, this Tractor. is the time. So if you're listening to this when yeah. it's obviously just gone live, then yes. yeah. We're in November of 2020. Last Everyone week, knows when Black yeah. Friday is. Yeah, um, I hope so. Speaking of Black Friday, obviously, we just did a gift guide, um, a we DJ's did. gift yes. guide, and Holland put together a whole article, a list of things that would be really cool gifts. And there's some really, really interesting things on there um, for all abilities, all budgets. Um, and I, it was a really cool gift guide. I genuinely felt like we were low-key. Like, that's the only video for the last couple of years that I've gone like, oh, Meg, uh, Meg's my girlfriend, by the way. I'm like, Meg, Meg, have Meg. A, look at this video that we've made. <laughs> look at this guide. Isn't this article yeah. interesting? So if, if you've got a partner, um, you might want to go and tag them in the video now. Yeah, just so you can save a list of low-key sharing. Shiny new DJ toys that you can buy. My for uncles and aunties were receiving Christmas. an email with, look yeah. at this, what I worked on. What, <laughs> out, out of the list that you put together, which Ooh, product? I need some new want? needles. <laughs> I need some new. Always need some new needles. I need some new needles. Always need some new ones. Quite Um, like that. I'd also like a custom vinyl. If I was a beginner, on my list would be Hercules. Definitely, hundred percent. Definitely. I really like it. Wasn't in the video, but it's in your article, isn't it? The vinylify, which is basically you can take some of your favorite tracks and get them printed onto a custom vinyl. Yeah. And that's one of those gifts. It doesn't matter whether you're a beginner DJ, intermediate DJ. Even if you don't have turntables, it's a nice thing, you know, for a partner. If you know, and uh, the custom slip mats as well. Yeah, you can get like, you can get a picture or your logo or your DJ logo, something like that, and a custom slip mat if you're a turntablist. So, um, yeah, they were cool. We've had, I mean, talking of gifts and Santa coming down the chimney and leaving presents, we've had a, quite a few presents delivered to the office this week, haven't we? The, yeah. the, no, the door has been knocking quite a lot with UPS, DHL, Amazon, and, and all the rest of it, and we've had some really interesting products come through the door recently. Yeah, there's um, one. There's one, very special. Yes. There's one that, um, how do I put this nicely? Wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the Crossfader community and, yeah. and, and the people who watch and comment on our videos and, 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 and whatnot. Um, the, if you're listening to this and wondering what I'm on about, all will be revealed in yeah. the next week or two, but it's an interesting product that 
is literally inspired and developed by been the born, feedback. Been born by the crossfader brain. Yeah, feedback of <laughs> the comments in, in yeah. the in yeah. the in the videos. And so yeah, big up yourselves if you've ever commented on a video. Um, and another you, one is just a big expensive thing. Loud. <laughs> big, expensive yeah. and loud. Yeah. And it came all the way from sunny Pennsylvania. Yeah. And we've obviously had this giveaway running, uh, a lot of giveaways running for the last four weeks, which have been really amazing to see everyone getting engaged. Chipping starts seeing the, the products leave. Yeah. I mean, every single product we give away in these four weeks, I've wanted one at home. So yeah. it's like, oh, we've got that. Oh, it's gone. It's been, it's been great though, because it's been going worldwide. We give... Uh, one a new Mac out in the UK. We give an SRT to the Netherlands. We give a um, Hercules to Ethiopia. That's right. And yeah, Ethiopia is amazing, isn't it? For yeah. Like- at the time of recording this, we are going to announce a winner tomorrow for, for the XZ, the big one, the XZ. So. Yeah, whoever wins that, it's a great yeah. Thanksgiving or Christmas present. Someone called Jamie Netherlands in <laughs> the UK. <laughs> and then also, we've got another huge giveaway tying into this product that we've just been teasing, which oh, is in a couple one. of weeks' time. A huge, Big. huge giveaway, and that's before Christmas. This, this one makes, yeah, this is biggest one ever. And yeah. on top of that, we've got another giveaway lined up for January. So yeah, yeah we're all about sharing the love and getting these brands to give us products to, to share give you with guys, the community. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you're checking out the YouTube and the Instagram and all of our usual places to find out about those giveaways as they happen. Yeah. Um, but shall we just get into this interview and this conversation with Nico Perez? He is the co-founder and CEO of Mixcloud. I'm sure you're all aware of or have heard of what Mixcloud is. And if you haven't, don't worry because he'll break it down. I'm big up Nico as well because we had this call schedule with him. And at the time he called us from like a ferry port, was he in, in Greece, in Greece, uh, ready to travel back on a ferry in Greece. So yeah. thank you for the dedication and committing to the call. So um, yeah, bear in mind the audio is him on his phone, sitting yeah. in, a, in a car that he's rented at yeah. the side of a ferry. <laughs> the side of a ferry. <laughs> I hope he got a decent car rented. He sat there for all that time listening to you two. Need some air condo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, here we are. We're live and direct with Nico from uh, Mixcloud. We're really excited to have you here as the founder and CEO of Mixcloud. And I've also got Lawrence James, yes. one of the team members, in on the call yes. as well. Thanks We've for joining us, Nico. Some good questions. So first of all, Nico, can you give us a brief history about yourself and how Mixcloud started and what Mixcloud is for anyone that's listening out there that maybe has been living under a rock? So. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you guys, first of all, very much for having me on the show. No I really appreciate it. Um, so brief his- history of Mixcloud uh, in a nutshell, uh, about 10 or 12 years ago, um, I was at college in the UK, had a radio show with a buddy of mine, mm-hmm. and we were looking for somewhere to host our DJ mixes and radio shows online, legally, easily, uh, and, and somewhere where we could share them with friends as well. And at the time, you basically had the options between like the iTunes podcast directory and upload megafileshare.com. Yeah. It's like really crappy file yeah, share yeah, yeah. And so we kind of maybe somewhat naively thought that, you know, this would be uh, an easy thing to do and, and build a, a website for that. Little do we know how complicated copyright law is. And it took us many, many years and lots of um, hard work and expensive lawyers and things like that. But, um, you know, the history and the, the, the origin of the, the company really was to create a safe space for DJs, artists, and audio creators to host their 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 creative work online. Uh, and I think that um, you know, especially when it comes to DJ and when you're playing music that 
may be other people's music, it's really, really important for us, and we, we believe it's important for everybody that those artists actually, um, who you're playing, get paid as well. Yeah. They get paid royalties. Um, so that was kind of the initial vision of the company, the initial kind of like, uh, uh, you know, what we were trying to achieve yeah. at the start. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of grown since then, and we can definitely get into how it's grown. But at its core, the initial idea was just like, how do we create this like safe space yeah. for DJs to express themselves online? Nice. How good of a DJ were you? Or do you still do? Do you still do? You still do you still DJ? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, still yeah. still DJ. Oh, cool. Um, still do radio shows every Amazing. once in a while. I had a regular um, for for a bit when I was living in New York recently. But um, I would say um, <laughs> I'm not, I, I used to like be very much the sort of DJ who is sort of very technically minded used to yeah. follow like the dmc championships right, okay. and yeah. coming from this sort of hip-hop background and like right. scratching techniques and things like that and then sort of over the years i've realized i've sort of like broadened my taste kind of listened to a lot more different styles of music and yeah. now I just focus more on like things that i enjoy that playing enjoy, and that the crowd will enjoy so nice. i would say i'm sort of dj who like enjoys the kind of good vibes yeah the kind of like, you know, I don't like to get too serious or heavy yeah, with yeah. music. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, no, no, that's all good. That's I all think good. I'm pretty decent, but um, I'm not like, you do, know. Do you have a DJ setup at home? Just obviously everyone always asks, what's your, what's your DJ setup? What do you use? So yeah. do you have one at home and what is it? Yeah, yeah. So I've got some uh, Pioneer XDJs at home, yeah. XDJ nice. 1000s, yeah. um, which is kind of like basically just for home use in the office we got the cdj 2000s the, yeah. the nexus and that that is um you know what i cool. what, basically the home is like i want to put something together just yeah. just play yeah, around yeah, and yeah. have fun if yeah. we want to do like a serious proper mix or show then i go into the office just uh yeah so bring it back to mixcloud and a bit more in the modern day so when i was on uh, started on mixcloud going back maybe five maybe seven years ago it was essentially just a place where you'd kind of just upload your mix and then you'd share a link and people just go listen to it. Whereas now it's kind of evolved into a bit more of a social hub where there's different um, uh, platforms you can be on, like Select or Premium, and you can connect with your favourite DJs on there. Do you just want to talk us through um, you know, how it's evolved and why you think it needs to evolve that way? And, and has it been successful for you in that, in that front? Yeah, totally. So, well, yeah, like what I mentioned when we first started out, yeah. It was a very simple idea of like just a safe space to upload a mix yeah. or a radio show yeah. and not worry about it being taken down mm -hmm. because Mixcloud takes care of clearing the copyrights and getting the licenses in place. Yeah. Um, since then, especially kind of over the last two or three years, I'd say, yeah. we've been focused really on, on, on two things. One is increasing the ways that DJs and audio creators can express themselves creatively. So by that, I mean, we've added um, the ability to put up posts that are like text or images, and most recently, the ability to go live, which we can get into if you yeah. guys want to. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing, the other direction that we've been kind of focusing on as well is the ability for DJs to start to earn a little bit of income from their craft. Of course. Uh, so we um, launched something called Select, which is our monetization program where you can set up a, a subscription for your channel um, and your fan, you can choose if you want to make things exclusive only for your paying fans. 
so that was the first thing we did. Um, we re recently launched a few uh, ticketed live streams. So that's the second thing we're doing. Right. Um, we're looking at things like tips and donations and things like that. So, you know, I'd say um, broadly speaking, in a nutshell, it's like how do we how do we allow and enable more forms of creativity, uh -huh. and how do we help people to start to generate a little bit of income online from what they're doing. Nice. Cool. So just a user who is not a DJ who wants to go and listen to music, Mixcloud is a place for them as well because ultimately they can go and they can either pay a subscription to one of their favorite DJs or artists to listen to them on a regular basis and get exclusive shows. Am I correct in that? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Or they could pay to listen to their favorite local DJs, unlimited, oh, yeah. Yeah, in, in an yeah. unlimited way. Now, why do you think that's important or how is that different to somebody just signing up to Spotify or Apple Music? Um, why is yeah. that, why is Mixcloud such a unique, in such a unique position there? Yeah. So as a listener, um, you guys are right, there's basically three options. You can sign up, have a free account, um, listen to everything for free. You'll see some ads, you might hear some ads. Um, you won't be able to access things that are exclusive there. Uh, or you have an option, if you have a favorite DJ, you're like a super fan of yeah. you know, John Digweed yeah. or Jazzy Jeff or whoever yeah. it is, you can subscribe to just that channel and then you get the exclusives. You get, you know, basically kind of a feeling of supporting the, the DJ, the creator, yeah. and getting closer to them. Or if you're kind of more of a generalist and you like listening to a little bit of everything and you want to kind of get rid of the ads, you can subscribe to premium, which is our sort of site-wide subscription. Uh, but to answer your question about kind of why it's different to Spotify, I guess in a way we've always felt that, you know, we put a lot of trust in human curation right. and this idea that like DJs spend a lot of time listening to music, going through it, yep, absolutely. filtering it, finding what's good, thinking about the flow, thinking about a mix, thinking about the journey, thinking about how everything kind of get fits together. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for us, um, it's just a better listening experience yeah. than yeah. putting on a, a random algorithmically generated playlist yep. where like, yeah, there might be some good songs in there, but yeah. maybe well, they don't yeah. fit well, that well, well together person, and it's a bit feel, kind of weird yeah. to listen through. So I yeah, that's the core of it. When, when I first started as a resident DJ, I found that you would get um, the punters, people coming out to clubs, nightclubs to listen to the way that you would mix or listen yeah. to the set that you put together and maybe discover new sounds, new music. And that's something that still happens to this day. And obviously pre-COVID mm -hmm. when all the clubs are open, if you're somebody who goes out to discover music and listen to your favorite DJs, it's natural to use something like Mixcloud to listen at home to those DJs and rediscover the things that they may be playing out live. But if you just yeah. want to sit in your car and listen to the radio, then obviously Spotify, Apple Music takes care of that that style of listening, I yeah. suppose. And I, I feel like that's where the differentiation comes in really well. And I think Mixcloud yeah. have, have reigned supreme throughout the, the last 10 years yeah. of providing that experience for those who want to dig deeper with the artists yeah. that they follow. And Yeah, and I would it. say we're not... Um, we're not super mainstream, you know, like if you're looking for a place to just listen to like top 100 pop songs, yeah. Yeah. maybe yeah. not the best place. No. But if you're kind of like hoping to go a bit deeper in the music and really get into it and yeah. you have a genre or a style or a scene that you want to get into, that's yeah. where we kind of excel. 
So for some of our kind of beginner DJs, you know, wanting to sign up and start growing a, like a fan base, do you have any like tips for like the big guys who are on Mixcloud, like like you say, your John Digweeds or your Jack Skillses or people like that who are generating plays and plays? What what are some of the things they do and how they promote their music, but also what they do kind of inside the show? Uh, I remember when I used to upload, I always used to think about that first kind of 30 seconds or one minute to really hook a listener in and things like that. Is there anything like that that you can kind of give us a tip as, a, as um, you know, keeping engaging yeah some inside tips yeah for the crossfader crew definitely i mean well the first one is you're spot on like if you make the what we found if you make the first five minutes really good and engaging yeah that's when people decide if they're gonna if they're gonna last if they're gonna stick through it so if you make the first five minutes really good and engaging you're much more likely to have people listening throughout um the other thing i'd say is like consistency is key yeah so if you can commit to doing something whether it's once a week or once a month you know having that consistency having a consistent theme in your artwork Uh um you know having those types of consistencies really brings builds a strong brand and ultimately builds loyalty yeah the people who who are going to be your fans um, and then I think, you know, just don't, don't expect everything to happen overnight. Right. If you're just starting out, you know, you may take some time. You might want to build up a little bit of a fan base before yeah. you turn on, uh, the monetization and, and do the subscriber thing. You, yeah. you know, you probably want a few hundred or if not thousand fans following you just yeah. to build up that kind of awareness sure. first. It, it does, um, all, it does all fall back into that consistency thing. We talk about it a lot on different, whether we're talking about, you know, putting out video content or mixes or things like that as long as you're doing it a certain time frame every week and keep up to it you will see the yeah. be- you will see the benefits eventually yeah yeah um exactly so on the flip side obviously we've talked about how just the general consumer can go to mixcloud to listen to their favorite djs but as a beginner dj coming on to mixcloud like what are the different plans that you have available i know we need to talk about mixcloud live that's a big new thing that you guys have launched but Mixcloud is more than just a live platform. As we've said, you can post things on there and have people follow you. So as a beginner DJ, what would you recommend for their route joining Mixcloud? Would it be to just set up a basic plan and start uploading mixes and then upgrade as they go along? Yeah. So as a DJ, there's just two types of accounts that you can have. The standard free one, which actually gives you access to a ton of stuff. It gives you absolutely unlimited uploads. Uh To, so there's no limit on the number of things that you can upload. There's no limit on the time that you can upload. You can upload as much as you want. Um, you can um, follow people. People can follow you. Um, you can rank in the charts, all, all sorts of things like Amazing. that. That's cool. Um, that's a sort of free account. Then the other type of account is the Pro, Mixcloud Pro, which is uh, our pro membership for DJs. And essentially what that gives you is a few different things. Um, gives you access to extra stats so you can see who's listening from where for how long you can actually see where people drop off in a mix right you can see uh down to the city level where they're listening from you can even see if they're on iphone or android or cool. if they're on your website or another website yep. so it's pretty um, advanced stats that you can go into there then we've got the ability to schedule uploads so you can create that consistency you can say okay i want this upload to go live friday at 5 p.m for the weekend for everybody or whatever time you want uh you've got the ability to turn on that monetization program that i mentioned called mixcloud select where you can choose a price uh monthly price point choose what you want to make exclusive or not 
And then recently, within the last six months, what we've bundled in there as well is the ability to go live and stream live. All of that, I should say everything, everything. is uh, copyright cleared and we take care of the royalties and the licensing. And so you as a DJ, you don't have to worry about the problems that a lot of people have experienced on Facebook where they've been muted or on Instagram where they've been taken down or on Twitch where they've been taken down. And so I think that is really the core thing right now that a lot of people are like, I yeah. need that. Like that just solves this problem that I've been having. Yeah, well, I was going um, to gonna jump to that question, obviously, you know, going into kind of lockdown, everyone everyone went live crazy and we just suddenly found it was, although we all wanted to go live, you know, takedowns were the big thing. And then we saw Mixcloud live come across and kind of solved the problem. Um, so that's a really good, you know, feature for any DJ to have, especially, you know, no takedowns or anything like that. So but how uh, quickly did yeah. you have to sort of adapt to this new environment of <laughs> yeah. the world? Was it an opportunity that you saw? Was it always on the roadmap? Mm. Um, or was it just something you thought we need to go now, move that way yeah. and go. So it's funny, like, cause we had that radio background and we had a, a radio show at uni, we'd always talked about doing a live element. Uh, but it was always this thing that was like on the back burner and we were like, oh, we just don't have time right now. We just don't have time right now. Yeah. And then, you know, January, Feb came around this year and we started to have a few people ask us like, do you have a live streaming? Do you have, is there, can we live stream? And then yeah. like we had an internal hack week kind of mid-March where at the company, everybody was kind of like encouraged to you know, make something fun okay. for a week. That's cool. And one of the teams just built this live streaming part of the platform nice. and in a week they got like a basic demo working and in three <laughs> weeks they got it good enough that they actually released the first version wow. to the public nice. so it was done incredibly yeah, fast crazy incredibly fast and uh after that you know we've been improving it steadily ever since then we've been adding new features we've been adding um you know at replies in the comments ah, cool. little emojis things yep. like that and it's still super early days. You know, yeah. we're only six months into right. this. Um, so it is still is, a is, beta product. Is it, it is still, um, uh, you know, yeah, not fully featured yet. Uh-huh. But we've got a lot of, of stuff in the pipeline that's coming as well. Is after after the live stream finished at the moment, is there any way you can watch it back or listen to the audio back? Or is that on the kind of roadmap or anything like that? Yeah, so the ability to listen again is something that we launched about a month and a half ago. So that's pretty unique, actually. I think we're the only legal place where you can archive a live stream and have it available to listen again. That's amazing. We can't do the video view again, and there's a reason for that. It's basically copyright law for video is a little bit different, so you would have to guess. We'll call it sync light for videos. Right. But if you want to make it available to listen again, that's totally doable. And actually, that's been something that's been working really well for people like John Digby. So they'll they'll do like a live stream on a Friday or Saturday night, and then they'll make the recording of that exclusive only for their paying fans. That's really cool. And and that's like been working super well for him. I've noticed that we, when we do live streams, people always ask for the track list. You you can never get the track list up enough, but if you can record the audio back in and re-upload it then yeah, yeah that's a great tool that's yeah. cool um, uh, obviously Mixcloud is the, uh, like you say you just quickly adapted and got this Mixcloud live section of the platform going now one of the big things for users is that if you're a 
DJ, you might have a lot of users or a lot of fans, should I say, maybe on your Facebook or maybe you've got fans sat on YouTube at the moment and you know you haven't built the fan base up on Mixcloud. So can you give any tips or can you shed any light on maybe how Mixcloud is working to help those new DJs build that fan base, bring people over to the platform and obviously follow them on Mixcloud because Mixcloud offers this legal streaming. It's it's That's the thing that sets it apart from facebook and twitch and everyone else is you don't get the takedowns but they need to be able to bring their users over so is there anything that mixcloud's doing to uh yeah yeah it's a really good question and i think you know we definitely aren't a facebook scale or instagram scale or something like that right we don't have a billion people (laughs) uh, using the website every month yeah um so we've been thinking a lot about this and i think that there's um there's a few projects in the work right now where you might be able to go live on Mixcloud and then ping Facebook or Instagram or these other places. Yeah. Um, and it would basically send a notification out yeah. to your followers that's that they cool. can tune into you on Mixcloud. That's that's cool. really good. So, so that, that's something that we're working on at the moment. Um, but in the interim right now, what a few people have been doing that we recommend is just simply like, basically if you use a tool like Restream or something like that, mm. or you don't even need to do it on Restream, you could just do it on your phone you go live on a Facebook as an example, and you just can scribble down or write, type out your Mixcloud live address. So for me, it could be, you know, mixcloud.com forward slash live forward slash Nico Perez. You would show that on the video feed of Facebook Mm -hmm. and then people get that notification. They see that they're like, oh, okay, that's where I need to go. And then they know they can listen safely over on Mixcloud. So it's kind of like a little bit of a weird hack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's what people have been doing right now, and we're just trying to build a way to make that even easier. Yeah, that's a good tool. That's cool. Um, obviously, we do talk to a lot of beginner DJs, and a lot of beginner DJs listen in. So I kind of want to paint a picture first for anybody that's listening. As a working DJ, if you were just you know starting out on your career as a working DJ here in the UK, you could maybe earn when clubs are open um, somewhere between a hundred to three hundred pounds. You know, if you're doing well. Um, a DJ set. Uh, you know, for a DJ set. Regi- re- a regular club or bar or something, yeah. Yeah. So as a resident DJ, obviously, that wage has been taken away from people. Mm. And there's a lot of working DJs that are sat at home during COVID and lockdown thinking, how can I, uh, you know, replace that revenue? And I just wanted to kind of touch back on Mixcloud and the way that you offer subscriptions for users to follow people. Yeah. If we paint a picture and think, if you could get so many followers to start paying a very small amount, like yeah. you say on your website, the price of a cup of coffee, you know, mm. that's such a valuable thing to be able to replace that yeah. wage, especially in times like this and to have a platform that does replace that wage all legally as well. So you know you're not going to have to worry about people yeah. paying you and then the stream going down and you're not serving your fan base as well. Um, did you have in mind, obviously, for these big artists, it's great having the select feature but for the up-and-coming artists, do you think it's still just as valuable? Do you think it's something that you can see a lot of beginner DJs utilizing on your platform going forward? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's something that, um, you know, it does... What we've realized is, like, it takes a little bit of time uh-huh. yeah. and you really got to understand it and get behind it. So yeah. it's the sort of thing where, like, you know, it's not overnight that you're going to have hundreds of subscribers, of you know, paying you, like, five quid a month like that that takes a bit of time but for the people who are consistent with it the people who are like doing 
a show week or a show month, you know, the people who are like really committing to it and uh -huh. pushing it across their different channels. You know, we now have people who are making like tens of thousands of pounds uh -huh. a year on this, on select, on the monetization yeah. program. And so, you know, that's the sort of thing where like, it does give me a lot of hope yeah. that, you know, I don't know if it will ever replace uh, income that you might make from, from gigging out, from doing tours and things like that. Of course. But Good at, at the very least, like, you know, yeah. it helps in a scenario like this yeah. where we've got lockdowns across most of the yeah, world. It's, it's a great, it's a great time. And, it's a great time, yeah. I reckon, for a DJ to think, well, you know, I'm not DJ in a couple of five or six hours, they can put the five or six hours time into this yeah. and, 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 you know, replace that and, you know, supplement what they could be earning. And by the time clubs and bars open again, you know, whenever that, maybe next summer or whenever that is, they might have already had a following. So it works. They can record the sets in the club and the exactly. bar, upload yeah. to Mixcloud yeah. and suddenly the ecosystem yeah. completes again. Yeah. So. But like you said, like what, you I'd say is, what I'd say to people is like, I think um, it's about kind of finding that balance between right the free and the paid. So like, you know, at the start, you probably want most of this, what you create to be up there for free. Yeah. Yeah. But then maybe like you do the occasional mix that's only for paying subscribers. Yeah. And then over time, you know, you could get that all the way up to maybe half of what you do is for paying subscribers. It's sort of, th that's the sort of thing that you got to kind of got to experiment with a little bit. Of course, yeah. Um, but over time you can kind of build that up. Nice. So going back to Mixcloud as 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 a company, and it's been going for mm -hmm. what ten years now. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we so, celebrated our tenth birthday just recently. Yeah, amazing. Congratulations, Congrats. first of all. Congrats. But you. like any company, I've, I'm sure there have been many hurdles. What would be maybe one of the biggest hurdles, or a hurdle that you could share with us that you've had to overcome over yeah. the last ten years? Is there anything? Yeah, you I mean, you know, I mentioned at the start that we took a lot of time, energy legal lawyer monies uh, <laughs> in terms of getting those licenses sure. and like you know that was by far and away the most difficult thing that we've had to do like doing deals with major record labels took multiple years um is very very complicated take a lot of time i don't wish it upon anybody <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah I, I think that that was very challenging because like I think we sort of came at it from the perspective of like the DJ is adding value here. You know, they're creating something that is uh, people want, they right. want, they yeah. want to listen to of the course. mix. They want to listen to the radio show. They want it. They, they trust that person. Yep. And a lot of record companies, you know, they put a lot of money and effort and invest in their artists. And so they sort of see the world through the eyes of like the artist mm -hmm. is the most important thing. The yep. DJ doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. And so we had to try and like, you know, find that balance between what is the fair share of value that's coming into this ecosystem and who's kind of contributing to, contributing to it. Yeah. Is that a consistent struggle even to this day? Are you still having to nurture those relationships all the time? Is it still a stigma almost that you've got to always be fighting against with the record labels or are they coming over to your side now and, and seeing the value in DJs playing music and yeah. DJs sharing other artists' music through your platform, or is it something you're still chipping away at constantly? I think I'd say it's somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, they definitely appreciate um, what we're doing now, and because we've done the deals with them, like um, things are are very smooth. Um, I think what's been interesting to see is like 
since we started doing some of the live streaming and the, the like I mentioned, some a few ticketed live shows, they've sort of like perked their ears up and like, oh, th- could this be interesting for our artists? Cool. You know, they're trying to figure out whether like, you know, Disclosure would want to do a ticketed live show or something like that. Sure. So, yeah, we'll see where it goes. That's cool. Uh, it, it's already I'm thinking about these ticketed live yeah. events. Yeah. It's It's something that's so interesting that's born out of lockdowns and the yep. situation that we're in we're all having to adapt the artists are having to adapt the labels will have to adapt and yourselves you know Mixcloud, you're adapting as well so it's really interesting to yeah. see where this roadmap's going so yeah is that um kind of the where Mixcloud is heading in the next kind of short term is that is it more focused on the lives or is it just about generating more users and more awareness to to the platform I think, you know, live for us is really exciting right now. It's just kind of clearly something that a lot of people want. um, And it's clearly something that is working really well. I think that ticketed live events is kind of an experiment for us to see, you know, do people at home, you know, do they they want it? Do they want this? Do they want to watch these shows? You know, we've got one with um, Flying Lotus coming up at the end of the month. Nice. Uh, we've got one with Leon Vinehall, uh, another one with Roisin Murphy from Moloko. Um, and so it's kind of like, just, you know, a bit of an experiment to see, like, does, does, does there, work, yeah. is there, is there fan interest in like yeah. paying for show? Cause so many digi gigs have been free online, free yeah. and live streamed. And so it's like, let's see, let's see what the, the level of interest is. Um, but I know for certain that like, what live has enabled is this kind of really quick back back and forth kind of interactivity and this sense of like really being there with your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Admittedly right now it's mostly in the chat room. So it's kind of like not that visceral as like, as if you were playing out in a club, but we're also thinking about that. Like how can there be more two way feedback? Well, that leads me on to saying, what do you personally see as the future of live streaming? I think you touched on it then. Is that it's at the end of the day when we've live streamed, you still don't get that feeling of being in a club. You know, yeah. nothing replaces mm. that feeling of being in a loud club with all the lighting and everything. But the connection to the audience is something that definitely can be achieved in a certain way through live streaming. But is there anything that you think, as a platform, you can do to enhance that or to carry it on further? Um, is is there a scenario where you know when the live shows do open up, you have the live show anyway, but these ticketed live streams are still you know paid for by customers who can't be there, and you know they still get to enjoy the event while the DJs at the, at the stream, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think my opinion, my personal opinion, is that we're going to see like a hybrid model, right? Where you know places will open maybe at the start with a sort of limited capacity, um, maybe certain age groups, things like that. Uh, and then you'll see sort of you can buy the physical ticket yeah. or if you can't make it for whatever reason, you can get a digital ticket. Cool. And I think what is missing from live streams right now is that kind of like level of interactivity that you get yeah. at, at a club or something like Feel, that. And like there, I don't yeah. think digital will ever get all the way there, but mm-hmm. there's things that we can do and things that are happening right now. Like people are kind of hacking Zoom to do Zoom dance parties right. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So we think that there's kind of more that can be done around that area. 
That's really cool. Amazing. Well, look, it's really exciting to hear yeah. from yourself where Mixcloud is going and obviously where it's come from as well. Yeah. Um, we're really excited to share this with our users and hopefully they will start looking at Mixcloud if they're not already or just be excited by what the future of Mixcloud holds if they're already avid users of the service. And it's great to chat with someone so openly yeah. you know, about their product as yeah, well. Thanks so for, Thanks for coming on, mate. appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it spending the time talking about what we're doing and yeah it's been great nice one. thanks and there it is our chat with nico now thanks lawrence for jumping on the call as well there were some really good questions flying around there and he's i think a, it was really insightful he sounds such a down-to-earth sound individual who yeah. you know obviously that platform has taken its own journey and its own path to get to where it is and it's super insightful to just listen to you know we've had our own like things in our crossfader timeline and they've obviously had their struggles and their difficulties yeah. and it's a really cool platform i've got to admit mixcloud's one of them that especially here in the uk every dj knows it every dj is on it and and it's nice to know that they're helping djs you know in in times like this it's, it's yeah. cool i think the big usp for them is it's all legal they've yeah. done it the right way they've started their platform for DJs. Yes. It's, it's been started for DJs. It's not been adapted yeah, to and DJs. I, and I think just over time, I, I touched on it in the uh, interview there, that, you know, when I started, I was putting mixes on on SoundCloud. That was a go-to. And then obviously that got Take, taken down. Take down oh, kick, kick getting somewhere. taken down. And now I'm just noticing from our younger audience across Fader, most of them are just always asking if we have a mixed cloud or if I have a mixed cloud. It's never SoundCloud now, really, because I think they know that most DJs have kind of yeah, I mean, given up on, on, on that. And Mixcloud is, you know, at the forefront of that now. And like you say, it's all legal. And it's not just a place where you upload mixes anymore. It's more of a social hub where you can go and get pers- personal connection with the DJ or their artist or the, you know, the radio DJ that you want to listen to. So yeah, good, good, um, good plans. Good, good things from them. Nice. Yeah. Amazed how fast to turn around live. Yeah, wow. Three weeks. Three from, weeks to turn what? around a, a live stream. I platform. love though that they did an internal hack week yeah, where they yeah. challenged their developers obviously to come up with ideas and reminds me of that scene in the social network yeah. where they're all trying to make Facebook algorithms and stuff. It's <laughs> like that. Imagine it's like that. So cool. Right. Story time. So we've Asked you to send in some of our your DJ stories, and please continue to do so because some of them are amazing. Um, you can just send us a message on Instagram, or you can email me, Lawrence at wearecrossfader.co.uk. Right, today's story again um, is from a DJ that sent this to me on email. It says, "Hey, Crossfader, a few years ago, I was hired to DJ a very fancy wedding. The place was beautiful. There were about two hundred and fifty guests. It was absolutely." Um, Packed, ready to rock. The introduction went perfect. The formal stuff went perfect. I had a crowd, crowd hyped the whole time. I opened the dance floor, and I don't think I could play. I could have played a bad song. It was the fun of the crowd. I probably could have played elevator music, and they would have lost their minds to it. As the night goes on, the drinking gets a little more crazy, and the guests are magically holding wine bottles in their hands. I'm thinking, okay, just stay away from like all my DJ gear and things like that. Right about an hour before we were ending, I see a bunch of older ladies on the dance floor. So naturally, I played Girls Just Wanna Have Fun to see if it sticks. They loved it, and I looked down at my laptop to play another song, and as I look up again, there's a sec- there's a bunch of guys rushing my DJ booth, screaming at me to tell-, to tell me to shut the music off. I spin out and press stop, and I thought that it was just like a bad song, and they didn't want this- me to play this song. I had no idea what was actually going on at this point, 
After I gathered my marbles, I looked around the room and noticed a ton of flashing lights that were not mine. There were fire trucks and police cars surrounding the building. There, there were windows on walls, so I, could, I couldn't see outside. There, there was no windows, so I couldn't see outside. Now, looking into it, where everyone was sitting, I could now see that there were ambulances, EMTs, firefighters rushing in to the few tables. A father of the bride comes up to me and says, I think we're just going to end it there. Basically, one of the guests was diabetic and was eating cake and drinking something that they shouldn't have um, and went into some sort of temporary seizure. At the same time, the father of the groom was having a heart attack. <laughs> Needless to say, it took a while before I, I was comfortable playing that song again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, great story. Shout out to Chris, uh, DJC. Well, fingers crossed everyone's okay, yeah. uh, first of all. But yeah, what what a, an yeah. epic story. Epic, epic Ouch. story. <laughs> Ouch. Is it quiz of the week? Should well, I have gone quiz of the week? <laughs> no, well, we've got a different jingle for that, but I think yeah. we can just get straight into it. Have we got, have we got a jingle? Are we going to go into quiz? Yeah, yeah let's go let's into go quiz. Let's do the quiz. Quiz of the week. It's all very planned and professional here, guys. I know. This is the most professional right. podcast by DJs ever. I'll we can just first. play jingles back to back. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go first. Um, who, I might give you uh, options here, but we'll see. Who is the only DJ that has played Me. at the Olympic... Me, first. <laughs> I'll start again, because I was ruined. For anyone that doesn't know, Holland <laughs> played uh, at a local festival <laughs> called Leeds Festival. All right, we start again. Who is the only DJ that has played at the Olympic Games? Oh, I, I, I know, know, I know. I know it. Do you both know? know? Is it David, David Guetta? Uh, uh. Calvin Harris? <laughs> nope. Uh. Right, you both wrong. I thought Guetta did Quite an opening open. ceremony. Yeah. And so was Tiesto. No, no, no. Yes, no. Internet, internet says it's true. Didn't David Greta do no. like an he Olympic Games song? No, it. that was the World Cup, guys. Oh. Uh, come on, come on. All the Euros, uh, one of them. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Actually. The internet doesn't lie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay, my, my quiz of the week. So, um, Alex Rosner designs the first DJ mixer. The mixer that Rosner called Rosie was developed specifically for the Haven Club. Alex Rosner's Rosie DJ mixer gave the DJ the ability to mix two turntables for the first time. The mixer had a microphone input and a headphone output, all controllable by the DJ. But in which year was it made? I was hoping what town you were going to say, because wasn't it in Leeds? I don't think it was. Was it not? Uh, uh, the first, the first uh, camera, the first uh, camera. video camera ever made was in Leeds at Roundy Park. Oh, nice. The first. Wow. Captured video footage in the world is at Roundy Park, just down the uh, road. 1961. Uh, right. do, you need, do you want me to give <laughs> no, you a clue? I have a guest. Go on, hold. 1961, first ever DJ mixer. Obviously, there was probably mixers before that, but this is like a DJ mixer. Oh. I'm going to say it's like 1975. Oh, is he close? He, he is close. I think Holland wins there. 1971. Not too far off. My thinking was just like, I was thinking back to like the... Rise of hip hop in like the yeah, that's what 80s. I was thinking. So yeah. the mixer was this mixer came was developed in 1971, and I think it was 1974 or five where first sort of scratch. Yeah, um, I was also remembering that um, guy from Leeds who claimed he was the world's first DJ. I'm not going to name him. 
<laughs> but you know who I'm on about. Yeah, and yeah. I was just thinking, did he have something to do with it? And what era was he relevant? Right. Yeah. There was different, um, before this, before a, a mixer with like these faders, you had rotary mixers. Yeah, as yeah well. rotary yeah, mixers, rotary. yeah. Um, but it was, this was specifically for DJs to basically blend the levels of two tracks Ooh, and have the levels segue. at the same time. <laughs> you this got, is a brilliant what's your segue. question. You ready? Yeah. So rotary mixers, obviously there's been a new mixer released today and everyone's going, oh, I wish we had a rotary version. <laughs> um, Do you want to tell everyone what that new mixer was? It is the Pioneer DJM V10LF, which is the long fader. Um, you won't see much footage of it on our channel because it has no crossfader. Banished. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking about it, but... My question is to you. So the V10 LF has been released today. Yep. It's removed the crossfader. Yep. But what has it added? Um, so in, in, in terms of hardware or software? It's hardware related. It's not. There's nothing new software. It's It's got one, one feature has been added. There's one thing that's new that's on the new one that's not on the normal one. It's not that it's just got longer updates. <laughs> no, I'm not talking long. <laughs> it's got something to do with the updates. I shouldn't have said. That. Is, is it? Is it? Is it a number? No. Oh, oh I know. Oh no, I don't. Is it? <laughs> no. Is it, is it? Has it got a white line on the faders now or something? No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's just there, there's something on that mixer that you don't get on the other one. Is it a knob? <laughs> <laughs> I think we failed here a lot. lot it's yeah. a new up fader curve. Oh right, it's oh. like a fourth option now for okay. your. Okay, and curve. how does that sound? What kind of need, curve is it? Just in case you need more curve. Models the. Um, does it model a cross fader? It models. Some, <laughs> <laughs> it replicates a model one curve, which I'm. I think is more like the Allen and Heath curve, which. I hate. It's like nothing, 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 everything. <laughs> this, com this conversation's gone well too technical for me. Basically, <laughs> there are four different ways you can bring the level yeah. of a sound source up. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah, it's the only new thing. And that wraps up this week's podcast. I yep. hope you've enjoyed it. Remember, if you're listening to this upon the release, it is the Black Friday sale. So go Black check Friday. out wearecrossfader.co.uk for all of our online educational DJ courses yeah. across all platforms. And go check out the website as well. There's loads of free tutorials, reviews, and all sorts on there if you've discovered Crossfader through your favorite podcast application. And as always, make sure you drop a review on the Apple podcast if yes, you please. listen there. Or just give us a follow on Spotify if you listen there. Yeah, and, and remember to drop us your stories um, to Lawrence on Instagram or to his email address. And if you want to, send us some quiz questions because this is getting thin on the ground now. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, I like <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. See you in a bit.